number 2223. A reading of each of six episodes. Episode 1, A Year with the Church Fathers. Follow the Magi, St. John Chrysostom, Homily 7, on Matthew chapter 6. Episode number 2, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. A Stranger to Myself, Seasons of Celebration. Episode 3, Magnificat, January 2023, Volume 24, Number 11. Item number 1, A Reading from the Gospel According to St. Luke, Chapter 2, Verses 22 through 40. Item number 2, Meditation of the Day. Simeon and Mary. Episode 4, God's Little Instruction Book 1, 2, and 3 by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number 1, derived from Proverbs chapter 16, verses 32. Golden Nugget number 2, derived from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. Golden Nugget number 3, derived from Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25. Episode number 5, Chesterson Day by Day, Candlemas, the Feast of the Purification, Tremendous Trifles. Episode 6, Crime and Mercy, Fyodor Dostoevsky from Crime and Punishment. Episode number one. Follow the Magi. The Magi left their barbarian country and followed the star to find Christ. We too should leave our old world behind us, says St. John Chrysostom. Let us also follow the Magi. Let us separate ourselves from our barbarian customs and put them far behind us so that we may see Christ, since they, too, would have missed seeing him if they had not been far from their own country. Let us depart from the things of earth, for the wise men saw only the star while they were in Persia. But after they had left Persia, they saw the Son of Righteousness, and they would not have even seen the star if they had not been so ready to get up and go. Let us also rise up. Though everyone else is troubled, let us run to the house of the young child. Though kings and nations and tyrants stand in the way, let our desire not fade. In that way we shall repel all the dangers that we face. The Magi, too, would not have escaped their danger from the king if they had not seen the young child. Before they saw the child, fears and dangers and troubles pressed on them from every side. But after the adoration, all was calm and safe, and no longer a star, but an angel received them. They had become priests from the act of adoration, for we see that they also offered gifts. St. John Chrysostom, Homily 7 on Matthew, chapter 6. 
in God's presence, consider what things in my old world do I need to leave behind in order to follow Christ? Closing prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, who freely offered yourself as a blameless sacrifice on the cross, though I am an unprofitable servant, accept my sacrifice of praise. Episode number two. A Stranger to Myself If a man has to be pleasing to me, comforting, reassuring before I can love him, then I cannot truly love him. Not that love cannot console or reassure, but if I demand first to be reassured, I will never dare to begin loving. If a man has to be a Jew or a Christian before I can love him, then I cannot love him. If he has to be black or white before I can love him, then I cannot love him. If he has to belong to my political party or social group because and before I can love him, if he has to wear any kind of uniform, then my love is no longer love because it is not free. It is dictated by something outside myself. It is dominated by an appetite other than love. I love not the person but his classification. And in that event, I love him not as a person but as a thing. In this way, I remain at the mercy of forces outside myself. And those who seem to me to be neighbors are indeed strangers. For I am, first of all, a stranger to myself. Seasons of Celebration Episode number three. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it was written in the law of the land. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. 
and you yourself a sword will pierce so that she thought so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed there was also a prophetess anna the daughter of numo of the tribe of asher she was advanced in years having lied 7 years or lived 7 years with her husband after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84 she never left the temple but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer and coming forward at that t- very time she gave thanks to god and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of jerusalem when they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the lord they returned to galilee to their own town of nazareth the child grew and became strong filled with wisdom and the favor of god was upon him the gospel of the lord meditation of the day simeon and mary even though Mary did not say a word, we can nevertheless speak of a dialogue. Simeon spoke, and Mary listened with her quiet listening. Simeon did not speak in a vacuum. He spoke directly into Mary's openness. Mary's way of having a dialogue was to be silent, to listen, to keep and ponder everything in her heart. Everyone who seeks contact with Mary, who looks to her and seeks to live with her, receives something of her silence and openness. Is it not so that the typical Marian prayers, the litany of Loretto and the Rosary, are prayers that bring peace? The monotonous reputation makes a person calm and still. By these prayers, Mary leads us into her own contemplation. Truly, Simeon and Mary were created to understand each other. Both were filled with the Holy Spirit. They could carry on a dialogue at a deep level. We know that Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. She had been overshadowed by the Spirit at the Annunciation, and for nine months she carried God under her heart. But Simeon too, even though he belonged to the Old Covenant, was filled with the Spirit. Simeon came from the Old Covenant, but At the moment he met Mary and took Jesus in his arms, he became a Christian. The prophetic charisma he exercised in the Old Covenant now received a new object. He gazed into the future of Jesus and Mary and became Christianity's first prophet and theologian. He saw that for many it would be difficult to recognize God in a child, in a human being, in a suffering human being. It would be easier to believe in a God who lived in a distant heaven than to believe in God who identified himself with man. There is an abyss between believing in God and believing in Jesus Christ. One must go over the threshold. God was compelled to use hard means on the way to Damascus to bring St. Paul over the threshold. To believe in Jesus Christ makes us look to the eyes of unbelievers, like children who believe in fairy tales. Jesus was destined to be the fall and rising of many. Some fall over him and others are saved by him. Simeon also saw how Jesus and Mary shared the same mission. It constituted a unity. One cannot separate Jesus from Mary or Mary from Jesus. Sometimes it is Jesus who leads us to Mary. It was this way for St. John. When he stood at the foot of the cross, he was directed by Jesus to Mary. 
behold your mother. Sometimes it is Mary who leads us to Jesus. This is how it was for St. Joseph. He would never have come so close to Jesus if he had not discovered Mary among the girls in Nazareth. The old Simeon saw prophetically how the call of Jesus was also the call of Mary. Every blow of the hammer that drove the nails into Jesus' hands and feet found an echo in Mary's heart. Nothing was done to Jesus that did not also wound Mary. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book 1, 2, and 3 by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one. Taken from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Patience is the ability to keep your motor idling when you feel like stripping your gears. Nugget number two, taken from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. He who is waiting for something to turn up might start with his own shirt sleeves. Nugget number three, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Notwithstanding the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. Remember the banana? When it left the bunch, it got skinned. Episode number five, Chesterson Day by Day. Candlemas, the Feast of Purification. But as I sat scrawling these silly figures on brown paper, it began to dawn on me, to my great disgust, that I had let one shock and that a most exequate and essential one behind. I searched all my pockets, but I could not find any white chalk. Now those who are acquainted with all the philosophy, nay religion, which is typified in the art of drawing on brown paper, know that white is positive and essential. I cannot avoid remarking here upon a moral significance. One of the wise and awful truths which this brown paper art reveals is this, that white is a color. It is not a mere absence of color, it's a shining and affirmative thing, as fierce as red, as definite as black, when, so to speak, your pencil grows red hot, it draws roses. When it grows white hot, it draws stars. And one of the two or three defiant varieties of the best religious morality, of real Christianity, for example, is exactly this same thing. The chief assertion of religious morality is that white is a color. Virtue is not the absence of vices or the avoidance of moral dangers, Virtue is a vivid and separate thing, like pain or a particular smell. Mercy does not mean not being cruel or sparing people revenge or punishment. 
It means a plain and positive thing, like the sun, which one has either seen nor not seen. Christianity does not mean abstention from sexual wrong. It means something flaming like Joan of Arc. In a word, God paints in many colors, but he never paints so gorgeously. I had almost said so godly as when he paints in white. Tremendous trifles. Episode number six. Crime and Mercy. And he will say, Come to me, I have already forgiven thee once. The sins which are many are forgiven thee, for thou hast loved much. And he will judge and forgive all, the good and the evil, the wise and the meek. And when he has done with all of them, then he will summon us. You too come forth. He will say, Come forth, ye drunkards. Come forth, ye weak ones. Come forth, ye children of shame. And we shall all come forth without shame and stand before him. And he will say to us, Ye are swine made in the image of the beast and with his marks, but come ye also. And the wise one and those understanding will say, O Lord, why dost thou receive these men? And he will say, This is why I receive them, O ye wise. This is why I receive them, O ye of understanding, that none of them believed in himself to be worthy of this and he will hold out his hands to us, and we shall fall down before him, and we shall weep, and we shall understand. Fyodor Dostoevsky from Crime and Punishment. <laughs>